Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. We grow deep to reach wide. One of the things I, I want us to have a conversation this morning is one of the things that even yesterday when we now, again in another meeting yesterday and it came up, the issue of uh, this journey of salvation, salvation and what it is all about and where we are going. Uh, I got saved earlier, um, but even as I say earlier, I found others who are already there. It's always like that. But when I left high school in, 90, I, I cleared my high school in Form 4, 1993. So in, as usual, you clear high school, it's like, if you're not saved and you clear high school, it's like, uh, those days were two years with this confusion of campuses. It was two years you are going to work. So I have to say 95, 96, just depending. And then number two, there were no colleges. I teach you mean uh, there was nothing. So what were we to do apart from find something to do? So the first thing you you because you are a sinner, you're not saying you, you go into sin now. Full mode. So you're not against it. You wake up in the morning, everyone is gone. You know, uh, in school you are saying student Afunga. But now we are at home and everyone wakes up with a purpose. Your father is gone, your mother is gone, your sister, everyone is gone. TV like you know those days there was nothing to watch, no Netflix, nothing. If you had to borrow a videotape, you needed money. And these are the black video, you know those. Uh, VHS, <laughs> which you pay and you do as it's over. So where do you get money? No one is giving you pocket money. Oh, our parents, their name. Hey, let's give our children money. <laughs> hey, you are 18 years, you are nothing, you are broke. No work, no vacation, you know, vacation employment, nothing. You can imagine the desperation of two years. So, thank God, by His grace, I think he, this is the time to save this game. Because at this rate, the direction I'm going was bad. So one night I'm, I'm sleeping in my bed and I had a friend of mine who, who had sung this song. I know you guys may have heard this song of uh, Manyake and uh, Duala. <laughs> it's not good to say those things in church. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we grew up with him in the same court. This guy, one day I'm walking in the, during the idol years, you know, idol months and days. One day I find him outside the court, and I, he tells me, you know, he, by the way, he, he's just as bold as his sons. So he tells me, I'm saved. It's like what? It's like, you know, I don't know which example, but these are the last days to get saved. So I look at him and I ask him, what happened? And for real, he was saved. And unfortunately, he was just like Paul. He said preaching. So his job was to preach to anyone. Stories are all the other things he used to say nothing. So there are these guys who you meet all they have is a word. So he said preaching. And now the word of God is powerful. It's a double-edged sword. So if you are hearing it and hearing it, it's starting to affect you. 
you know that. That's why people switch off uh, TV uh, when it's too much. Or people who go to do bad, <laughs> let's put it, bad manners in a hotel. And they fight Gideon's international. They, they first put it in the drawer. <laughs> you can't start the word. It's false. It is reminding you of our wives. <laughs> So, Mandu will be for there. For there, for Gideon's international. That one is powerful. You try to do something bad when the Bible is there, you realize some conviction comes from the air. This guy started talking to me about Jesus and talking and talking and talking. I, I started getting convicted. So, go home in the evening, all these words will come back. And one day at 10 o'clock, I was sleeping in my bed. I had little and people say God speaks well in many ways. But I really remember a voice telling me, get saved. Yes, sir. No, you know, no flowers. Get saved. And I was like, but let me get saved. So when it became too much, I said, let me get saved tomorrow. You know that too? So I, but it was too much. And then I said, fine, 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 I accept. And then I prayed in the bed, and just like that, I don't know if it was the Lord's plan, so that you don't even rethink. Immediately I fell asleep. I don't even remember how I fell asleep. You said, Amen, and I was done. I am under the buttons in <laughs> The buttons of sin. So, in the morning, when I woke up, I'm walking, uh, I'm taking tea, and I open the back door. Uh, I went to the back compound and I'm taking my tea because at times when you're in a hurry, you, you, if you sit, you take longer. So I'm just taking it like a rata. And then I remember from where I just, hey, hey, you got saved yesterday night. Hey. So I had a white shirt. I took, funny enough, you remember those Gideons International? Small Bibles, blue in color, were given in high school for free. So I put it here, but you know a white shirt will always reflect what you have. So tafadhali chunga your person, shake the way you. If you have a thousand bottom, it's just showing you. <laughs> I found myself without it, <laughs> and someone benefited. <laughs> so I'm walking out of the house, like our house is better here, and that's a, you know the door is that distance. Someone comes from. Uh, three guys was a wamta. I don't know where they were coming from that early morning, but they were coming this way and I was going that way. So he stopped me, yeah, hi, 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 hi. One guy saw it. So he just pointed at my pocket. Stop. He saw it at my and he said, Quen in your pocket. And that's the first time. You know, the Bible says, if you believe in your heart that Jesus. Is Lord and confess with your mouth that uh, he was raised from the dead. Let me tell you, that confession is a must. And that's what Psalms and see. So I'm not confessing to anyone. Remember, mm-hmm. just that night, yes. and this is the morning, salvation is between me and the Lord. And one of the steps I'm going to be telling you today is that that confession of faith builds your faith. When we let it out, you know, if, if, if you are married, if you are married and 
everywhere you go, you are quiet about it. You know, you never announce it. And you can say you are trying to announce it, not just from your own, you know, but when you confess, it becomes stronger. Yeah. Or if, if when it is a girlfriend, if you keep saying, this is my girlfriend, this, it becomes strong, it, it becomes more binding. So if you say, Jesus is Lord, he is my Savior, it becomes more binding. But when you hide, there are more likely chances others will take over. So you can imagine the fear of a 17-year-old person telling his friends, you are saying, you know that, you know that thing that I work with. But anyway, it came out. I told them, yeah, of course, it. and that was the end of the conversation I made. And then the first, so I was working for my uncle, and my uncle that very day, um, we were meeting somewhere in the, it was a Friday, so we were meeting some about four o'clock for to discuss what I was doing for me. And at four o'clock, he had a car. Those days, he had his car, I, think, I don't even remember the number plate, but just, it was a single number plate. He didn't have the, the other X at the end or P. It was his single ones, three on top, three under, which means it was a very old car. That car used to stop voluntarily. Anyway, so as we are going with it, it stopped, as usual. So we are the mechanics of everything. So we come out. And as we're opening, I, he used to know, you know, an old car, if you have given an old car, you know its problem. It's like an old wife. <laughs> You know all the problems. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you you want me, what do you want to go to? Who want? So, and also a lot of husband, but you know, <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember those times at the carburetor. At a big pan, like a sphere, you know, a pan of eggs. And you eat at a bolt. So you open the bolt, there are things inside there, and uh, I don't know what you're doing with them. Because some of these cars just need to touch, touch, we pretend and it comes back. Just this bit, like given affection. <laughs> so this bolt fell and it got lost. Now we stop, I mean, the car is back to normal, but we are looking for the bolt. It's like three o'clock. And you're at the roadside. So we are looking for no one is finding it. And that's the first thing. I remember he, now my child of God. I can ask God. And all of us are looking. I say, God, show me where that screw is. Bolt, where is it? Now, when you are newly saved, let me encourage you, when you are newly saved, you understand those days. It's like animal. Things happen to you. You know, I so we have told that when we come to that, God can take time before he does something for you. But those early days, he wants to show you that he's with you. You are born immediately, I said, amen, I saw it. And you know what, he made this, this God is real. Hey, your mommy made you a harassment. Now, fast forward a few uh, months, months and years. You try to spray as you understand what happens. <laughs> and God will tell you I'm teaching you something. <laughs> hey, so if you are praying, you pray one year, nothing is happening. What do you have called in seconds? 
That is to encourage you as a young uh, believer. And, and for me, from that text, those are the things that say strengthening my faith. And because of the two-year period, there was nothing to do. You're just waiting for your letter to be called campus later in, you know, two years later. All we did was wake up in the morning, just go to church and, and pray. And then see who's around and have a conversation, have lunch, come back, uh, attend all services. <laughs> First service, second service on Sunday, third service in the evening, Monday prayer meeting, Tuesday Bible study, Wednesday, I don't even remember. Thursday, evangelistic, Friday, Kesha. Saturday afternoon, there was always a meeting. Then there's a concert you. Those are the things that kept us just going, 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 going. And they kept us from being idle. You know, in the house, what we, if I was just in the, what we have done with that kind of energy. You know, when, when you're that age, the energy is moving. But God is faithful because that is how the faith was built and crystallized. So that when you start looking at years ago, if I think of through that, then today then I'll be struggling. And so I ask, there are people who are saying, like, you know, you, you get saved, and that's what we were saying yesterday. The, the struggles today are, as you are, who are preached the gospel, where this gospel is uh, hell or heaven, you know it. Uh, you are in or not, there's nothing here. But, and the things were very strict. For example, they are absolutely, Absolutely, you forsake alcohol. You forsake everything in, on TV that is going to look like it's going that way. You forsake all your friends who are not saved, whether they are good or bad, they are not saved. That was their that was life, if you remember. Uh, you, your, your plans, if someone asks you where you go in church, very good question. And then your vows, uh, even later we have to be retrained even to date women because you're almost dating a woman with a wife. See, you're just saying, you know, it's even funny to come to a date, hey, bonus. <laughs> I know we can do that. But you, when you sit down, and have a conversation. It was very hard to have normal conversations. In fact, the first normal conversation we had was in campus, where you find other people now. But all that journey today in this generation has changed. And that's a struggle. That today there is a new wave of, um, you can't be saved, but everything also happens. There is no difference. You keep all your baggage of friends who are before you, watch anything, drink anything, go anywhere. However, Sunday show up in church. That's a difference. And that's why I say, why the struggle? Why is it some people are like, Paul, you are such a bad person, the next you are such a committed person. Why? And because also the Bible says, much is forgiven. Much is forgiven, love much. 
Do you know that Peter, James, and the other apostles were just called immediately by Jesus? Raised for three years, Jesus went. And they were privileged. They are the the apostles. They were with Jesus. However, Paul came later. Paul was not even someone who could be given that role. So he was given, he was too appreciated. So, this is the generation we are living in today, where the grace that helps us be saved and bear fruit at times has been taken for granted. Because again, also God has seen like he reacts quickly to uh, bad stuff today. You know, in, in the olden times, he used to really with guys. Today is just grace. It's grace. That's why even we as pastors and bishops can do any misbehavior and, and move on. As if nothing is happening. In fact, uh, people can do anything as long as you say Jesus is God and you are saying. Or, or even, let me not even go there, or even our music. You can say any song, you can say anything as long as one part of the song has Jesus. But that all shows us, have we come to a place where this grace is no longer effective? Because my, 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 my topic today as you look at it is, it is the grace of Jesus Christ that enables us to be saved. Yeah. And it's the one sustaining us. And it's not our works which are made us be saved, it's by faith, through grace that we can be saved. And so open your Bibles as we start to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Okay, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 10, and it says, Many are dead in Christ. As for you, you are dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world, and of the rule of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time. Gratifying the cravings of our flesh and the follow and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive in Christ. Even when we are dead in transgression, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages, he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ. For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Thank you. It's by grace we have been saved. It's not your effort. In fact, you, you cannot come to the Lord and say he is Lord unless you are enabled by the Holy Spirit. It is the Holy Spirit who convicts us of sin, judgment, and righteousness. It's the Holy Spirit who brings us before Jesus 
and we confess him. It's him who keeps us confessing continually. It's him who gives you boldness to be able to stand up. The same guys who are very afraid, the apostles who are hiding, running away, and you know, uh, when Jesus was being sought out, are the same ones who were happy to be whipped, were happy to be jailed. The difference was they were empowered. And let me tell you, the Christian walk is, is it's, it's harder for us because it's not physical, it's spiritual. It's something that we are not seeing. The, the physical part of us does not understand the spiritual part of us because when you are saying the spirit comes alive, and now when it's alive, that is why you start realizing around you the things that are wrong. Before, before, if you are, before you came to Christ, if somebody asked you to do anything, there was no conviction, unless it was murder or something big. There was no conviction. But when you are saved, then even if you lie, even if you say the smallest of that, there is something that tells you that was a dream. And because you are, it becomes a life. So your spirit is enabled by the grace of God through your faith. And faith is simply, again, faith is not something you look for. Faith is just believing what God is saying, what you are hearing God say. Like that, like, how was I getting saved? Because I had him. Faith is just reacting to what you hear from his word, from God. So you're not manipulating um, some faith from nothing. It is from his word. When you hear his word and take action on it, then that is faith. So the two things, the grace, I would, I would rather define grace because I just wonder what is grace. Okay, really? What, what is grace? You know, some of these things are theological words that you wonder. Is that another one? Let me, let me break it for you. Grace is simply God enabling you. When you hear people, I have the grace of God, I'm enabled by God. That you, you guys, I don't know if you, um, you relate more to these uh, um, characters from, uh, you know, the Mar- Mar- Marvel comics. The Marvel comics are these superstars, superheroes who somehow, you know, are empowered. Uh, they can't do that. They're just normal human beings, but power comes upon them. And they're able to do things, lift buildings, okay, quote unquote, and do many other things because they're empowered. They are empowered. And that's the same thing God wanted. We are empowered to live a saved life fast. If you are struggling with being saved, you are struggling. It's always a bother, a struggle. It's not a question even what is at work. Because the issues of life, there will be what your spirit wants, what your flesh wants. But the power to go ahead is going to be the grace of God. So it doesn't stop there. God not only then saved us, fine, we are saved. What next? And that's what I'm coming to. That if you are saved and you have been able to confess and profess that your, your faith is, is of Jesus Christ, then what else? Then God requires us to be somehow useful before we leave this earth, and actually around here. Uh, usefulness is what you call fruitfulness. Usefulness. We, w- what is it we are supposed to do? What is it we are supposed to um, 
do until they are called out. Until, you know, and then look at the parallel. In the world, when somebody is doing many good things, um, giving out money, giving out charity, you know, being involved in everything, it's quite different from what God is doing in your life because it says here, for we are God's hand, handwork, workmanship, created in Christ, Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. There is something God already has ordained for you to do. And you know, today, um, we tend to see the work of God as church. You know, um, if I can do something for my church, I'm doing something for God. But, but basic things that God has created you ahead of time to do, and you're able to do them by His grace, the works that He has already put in place for you to do. These are the very things that are going to be your fruit, that you're going to bear fruit. So, um, any tree that you look around that is not, um, uh, that bears fruit, the thing you notice, it does struggle. I have never seen a tree medicaza so that, <laughs> you know, even women give birth in a lot of labor. Have you seen a tree in labor? They, they squeeze it so that the fruit comes out. No. No. Bees, by the way, you understand that, uh, actually, let me encourage you. There's uh, something I discovered on YouTube called the Amsam kind. Uh, if you're not known, God show your children, A-U-M-S-U-M. He's a guy who explains how things work, but in a very lovely way. Uh, it's, it, it's interesting how things work. So part of you, you understand how, how fruits come about. And very simple when bees are moving around and insects are pollinating everywhere, and then fruits just come out. They just appear because first the tree is designed to do that just to release fruits. If we saw you walking with fruits on you, that, that's a bit strange. But a tree is designed that, to, to have fruits. Maybe our fruits are, you know, uh, uh, the fruit, that's it's called the fruit of the womb if you have a baby. But a tree has just to be positioned, just to be positioned and has to be relaxed. Those bees come and pollinate and the whole thing bears fruit. So, why is it that we find it a bit hard when God is doing something in our life? Because at times we are not positioned where we should be. We are, we, are, we are trying something that is not us. And that's why we are asking ourselves, even us, the, the gifts of the Spirit, like um, uh, the ministry gifts, not everyone is an apostle, a prophet, a teacher, an evangelist, and a pastor. Not everyone. In fact, majority are not. So what are the rest of us? And, and at times you come to church, you wonder, what am I supposed to do? Okay, here I am on Sunday. How can I be of assistance to this church? How can I be a change maker out there? But let me start telling you some of the things you need to look at. So first, where have you been positioned? Where have you been put? You know, God created Adam, placed him in the garden. 
and the guy was told be fruitful. The command comes there, be fruitful, multiply, and you know, take care of the garden and all that. Positioning, where are you where you are now? Where are you in that situation now? Where are you in that job now? Where in that business now? Where do you have the knowledge you have now? Why, why is it that, uh, uh, in fact, even nice ones attempt to get fired, you know, from work? And because the way God works at times is opposite what we think, you will be very scared and very uh, angry and praying. And maybe on the other side, God is just saying, I'll be positioning you. Hoping that you didn't, you know. <laughs> you know some guys usumbuatu and akitiota and say, but the Lord has moved. I, I think let's be a bit more serious. Why are you good at what you are? Why did you pass exams? That has been passed. Have you ever asked yourself that question? Yeah. Why did you have an opportunity to go to college? Why did you have to start that? Why is it that you have connections that people don't have? You know, to be a me, by the way, I, I, okay, don't go to me here. But I think that here, even for you to be a cabinet minister, like a CS, you think your name just appears before the president in a dream at night. <laughs> you know, a blanket falling off, like, you know, take the animals and kill. No! Someone must tell you. Hey! Even uh, Pastor Zanda, I can come and say, this again, he's there, you know, invite them. Someone must mention him before the king. In fact, Elijah, I think Elijah or Elijah told the woman, the Shunamaituna, that, hey, can I say something on your behalf to the king? They said, oh, no, I don't know. But someone has to speak your name. So, President Kenyatta uh, is having some tea with someone and they are saying, there's a problem I need to fix, I'm looking for someone. Then someone says, hey, I know someone. And your name comes up. And you know the rest is always history. This is why God has you where you are right now, and you are wondering why. In fact, even the limbos, the in-betweens, if you are in between anything, like I was in between campus for four, that, that the things we did for those two years have kept me up today. In fact, if I didn't have those years, it would have been just have been people who walk around. But that moment created a lot of things for me. For you, you were trying something and it was working and you are happy. Pam, it failed. What are the lessons? Why has it failed? What do I do next? And you start asking yourself and questioning yourself, what is all this? You know, what is all this? But the systems of God are still in place. They are not affected. And by the way, God is not, God is never intimidated by failure. And God is never intimidated by things not working out. In fact, things I wonder, God detected. I, he, he's not, Jesus was asked, uh, will you say something before we kill you? That's the time you say nothing. Because the time had come when he actually died. So at times when things are, I say, when things are not happening in your life, at times it's because God also has decided for that moment, even the silence is fine. Have you ever gone to a meeting or have you met someone 
in a room and you are strangers and there's that um, moment of awkwardness where none of you are talking. Or somebody says, give this guy a lift. I'm a policeman like the other day. Policeman enters the car. Hey, give me a lift. Now you have a policeman and yourself. Conversation. You know, awkward moments. They make a sense. Um, and then you are in a room where you can't be in an hour. That, that, that can be more stressful than being in a particular job. It can be stressed. What, what are you going to say? What are you going to tell this person? And you stay there in awkward silence, but to God, even silence can be part of what you do in your life. So let's not be caught up in things must happen for you to be fruitful. Even the very silence is fruit being pruned so that you're more fruitful. And I think it breaks. When you take a panga and slash off the branches of a tree that you know are too many and allow them to grow again, it's more fruitful. Why? Because you pruned it. And that's what the Bible says that if you are positioned somewhere and you are given a, a, a position in any ask yourself and start praying about it. Why am I where I am? Why am I taking care of the kids now? Where has God entrusted you with what you have, with your money, with your assets, resources now? Why? What for? And these are the questions you be. I believe Christ, when he sits on that judgment seat and is looking at the gifts, the things he gave you versus what you are doing, that will be the question. I gave you the grace in abundance. What did you do with it? And so this morning, I want to challenge you. Uh, as you go through some of these five things here, if from today you're going this way onwards, I want to encourage you, please understand that if you start asking God, what, I, what is this for me? What is it for you? We start getting answers. So, when you find yourself struggling in an area and you're seeing your life is not making sense or something you are praying for hasn't come for so long i want to encourage you the kind of a prayer i tell people to pray is god i want you, you start a prayer god i want something i want something i want something and then you see for the next like five years something will not happen four years will not happen one year you know depending on what it is the things that have an expired date You've been looking for a job for, for that one. Some sister, some brother has been there looking for a job. You've been looking for some break, for example. And you're praying and it's not occurring. Twist the prayer twist. What are you doing? What is it that God is doing? What is it that you want? You know this life is not ours. It's God. And so, Number one, uh, now that you've been saved, by grace, ask God to help you understand how that salvation will be fruitful before you leave, before we all leave, before we all go back to heaven. And, and as you are saying yesterday, have you ever asked yourself, 
We all, we all want to enter heaven, but have you ever asked yourself what you need to do in heaven? Because we, let me just ask, uh, could, could, could you just give me how you envision yourself in heaven? Uh, what is coming to you apart from the food? What, <laughs> what is coming to you? What, what you may hear, it's a whole like this. Maybe the next one is where God is. Here we are, finally. Those who are bad jobs, they are over. Bad governments, they are over. Jam and traffic and hotels, they are over. Then you don't go to bad money. Bad stones, it's over. You come to Monaka Heaven. Hey, it's a special heaven. By grace. <laughs> so <laughs> just give me what's that just like what's coming to your mind if you think about it? It's chill more, yes, chill. Final rest. At the exams. Bash. Bash. Bash, yes. Bash. Like you can imagine the shit. Yeah. 
There is no fear. No worry. There is no stockings. They you know my 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 shamba. Because I why the picture and catch up with holiday. We can let the car friends in there. No fears. We are crying in the middle of the night. Is my blood still available? Because someone built on it and paid the yes, you can't pay it. You know this kind That is just a place. But down the down the lane, there are things God has not revealed to us. If you imagine you eating all that with that caprice in the middle of supernatural storms in heaven, it's not a big thing about it. It's not everything about just we are watching you flow. It's not everything we are just admiring the houses. Because of the magic, we have struggled all these hours. Then all I'm doing is in my house calling Xander. Hey, Nina Balcon, Unai. I mean, that's, that's, that seems like it's just a piece. There's a new heaven coming, there is a new earth. There are more things God wants to do with us. God was, there was an original thing God was doing, it was interrupted. They still, God is going back to his plan. And there's going to be stuff he's going to be doing, and he's preparing us. And that is he preparing us by grace to us, continually. We are bearing fruit. We are productive. And that's why I want to say that if, if you have been activated, you know that term, most of the people in the Says, they are called cells, you know. When terrorists use cells, they just keep people, they train people, they keep you somewhere. You work, you are, some of them are working, some of them are just business people. They are called cells, they are just uh, there until they are activated. You are about that one. They are activated, they are told, now the mission is on, and they become alive. So God has kept you and prepared you. There's a mission across your way. It's coming and you'll be activated. And you do it like now. And Bakasi has been activated. Here we are. And, and that goes on over and over. Fruit and you bear fruit and you go all the way. You know, to, to, till you leave. You will keep being called by God and activated to do his work. Wherever he places you. Wherever he positions you. But after that, I want to ask you and challenge you, and this is a time we hear all the time. The same grace enables us to be able to see the future. What is coming? As a child of God, we are told Jesus will come as a thief in the light for those guys who are sleeping and not activated. You know? If Jesus is not in the business of surprising Christians who he has called, it's unbelievable to be surprised that he's back. If trumpets blow up now in heaven, we, we, should, not be, we should not be the one surprised unless it's something wrong. It is the other guy who should be surprised that where we go. Our guys are meeting there, but also. Now, if you depart, you also be surprised unless I'm asking questions. You are still around, and others are called. But that is why we need to be continually activated and fixed. And, and let me say this. On this side of life, expect interactions. A lot of them are discouragements and, uh, you know, uh, it's not a smooth life. 
There's a lot of this and that. But are you moving on? Are you being activated? And that's why the future, are you able to envision what God wants to do in your life, in your family, in your marriage, with your kids? We can create the future. How do you, someone says, how do you control the future? Create it. God has given us the power. Imagine when a child is, uh, let's say, a child is in the womb, we're already sitting down and, and saying what the name of that child will be. We are creating the future. And then when, when a child is born, that name is carried along. And then you say, this child, I want to take them to this school, I want to do this with them. You are creating the future just before your eyes. However, if you dissolve that future and say, this child, what are you in the weeds And then they find their own. You know what you find it. At the end of it, you something like But you are controlling things. You are planning. You are foreseeing. And then, second last, you've been, you've been enabled by grace to function as a Christian so that that fruit you bear will make a difference to others. And this is what I want to say. Life, the life of a Christian is not here. The life of a Christian. And that's what challenges me. It's not about us. I wish it was about us. It's not about you. Look at life. Look at life. When does life make sense? When, really, when it's about me, like now I leave this church, I'm going to harvest a chicken and some chips, and then I'm thinking of how I'm to sleep the rest of the afternoon. I'm, I'm thinking of tomorrow I'm going to make my own money. It's me. Good. That life is like that, but not fulfilling. Have you noticed the time you serve people? The time you help people? The time you are concerned about others? The event? You don't know. You don't know how much you can sacrifice, as I say. You you don't know how much you can sacrifice until God gives you a young one, and then you wonder how much you can sacrifice. You know you're not sleeping. You know your child gets sick, you are the hospital. When they come to you, you walk one week with your sickness. It's true. Your child at home, you are you are running, and it's three a.m. In fact, there's a time, uh, you remember the post-election violence in 2000, uh, 2007 There is a place we went to uh, see that the high temperature, you know, was 39 and uh, going to 40, and we had to rush to the hospital. So when we got to the hospital, we found guys who were like peers shocked we are there. Then, you know, hey, what's going on here? Then they say, you, you've come here. And then, uh, what's the problem? They say, hey, there's a temperature here. Ah, you need, I, I wish you, you'd have just sorted that at home. You know, there are, there are these bullets in such, and uh, what is there, uh, Calcone and the rest. They've sorted it a little more. Because that night, those days that received a message, eh, that that's a day you are coming to, you know, attack. So I say, if you have a sick child who is suffering and there are people who are planning things, you know you see God Eh? Why? Because you, you can stop at it, but 
your child, you are willing even to give your life. And that's a good thing. Christ loved us and was willing to give up his life for about us. Are you willing to be touched in a place? And this year my challenge is, are we willing to be taken to a place you've not been before? Are we willing to be used in a way you've never been used? Is God asking you to do something you've never done before? Your time, your resources, your network, in a way you've never done it before. Are you open for you to do that? And you start getting a fulfillment that you never felt. When you don't live for yourself, when you live for others, when you live for God, and, and living for God is something. Then you start feeling there is a life. One, one of the things that uh, uh, we have a lot of cases where people are stressed, depressed, you know, people are downcasted, and uh, it's at times in some of those scenarios. There's so much focus coming this way. In fact, maybe the best cure would be when you're too focused about yourself, you distort what the gospel is. Get, get out. Get out. When you feel you are so get out, help someone. In helping someone, you start realizing the fact yourself. And that's why I want to stop here and ask you and challenge you. As you close this page. May God open your eyes and give you a vision for the future and what He will use you for and what difference you can make. And since I am here, what difference can you make even here? This is a nice opportunity for something God is birthing in a Makasi and you don't know the future. But what is it that God is speaking to you as a family? Yeah. Let's obey from you. Whatever is asking. If anybody is asking to, um, you know, make sure you faithfully attend the services. Do it. May something God is doing in your life. And thank you for those who have given that time. And may God bless you and open your blessings. The Father of the Lord. But what is it God is asking you to do outside here this time? In your workplace, in your family, in this community, in this nation. And may God open that generation. Join us every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. at Rubani House on Shriji Road, off Airport North Road.